0: Hello, lovely ladies. How are you? Hello. Good. How are Um, you? Good. Angie, this is my lovely friend, Melissa. Melissa, this is my lovely friend, Angie. Hi. Hi. So nice to meet you. Thanks for joining us. All righty. So we start off every conversation with kind of like three quick little things. We do our peaches and pits, which are the highs and lows of our day. We We tell a spitfire story about our kids. And then we do a little partner praise thing. So... Angie, you want to go first with peaches and pits? Yeah. So my pits
1: is that yesterday I got a brand new medication and it kind of kicked my butt. But the peaches of that is I don't know what happened in the universe, but my doctor ordered a new medication Monday morning. It was pre opt approved on Tuesday and I was in for my infusion on Wednesday, which that literally never that, happened. like
0: never happened. Like, I didn't have
1: to make any angry phone calls and plead my case (laughs) or anything. And it was great. And I'm feeling good today. And I'm hoping that once I get my second loading dose, I'll be good to go from an arthritis standpoint.
0: That's exciting. exciting.
1: Medication. Yay. (laughs) How about yours, Caitlin?
0: Um, Well, my pits are that I basically didn't sleep thanks to the chance of tornadoes last night. (laughs) Um, Because. For whatever reason, when it really counts, and it's actually very stormy, you can't hear the sirens very well at our house. And so when it happens, it is the most bizarre thing because you know that they like test those. Right. Like all the time and it's fine. Um, So I'm always afraid that I'm going to like sleep through it. And so I spent half the night checking to see what time it was to see if we were in our window. And then I spent our time in the window checking my phone to be like, "Did I miss oh. a warning?" So anyway, that kind of stinks. But my peaches are that between work and and school pickup, I'm getting a massage. So at least I'm like, going to have a nice, very restorative <laughs> afternoon. All right? And, and baseball got pra- practice got canceled, which probably shouldn't be a peach, but. That's a peach. I'm going to take that one tonight and be like, we're just going to stay home and rest. Totally. Melissa, what about you? Well, we have beautiful
2: weather here. Mm -hmm. Um, And (laughs) so I'm just like soaking in the sun. And I've started doing calls on the porch with the sun on me. I'm like, why not? Do people really care if I'm not inside? No. No.
1: Nobody cares. So
2: it feels so good. There's this warmth it was just amazing so I was walking this morning it was amazing so that was a peach Um, let me think a pit you know I don't think there have really been any pits today
0: that's I always say it's a peachy day. <laughs> yeah. It's a peachy it's, day. Look we'll at a yeah. we'll yeah. that.
2: Yeah.
0: All right, Angie. You had the Spitfire story yes. for the girls <laughs> this week. So as as Caitlin
1: um, was trying to do all the activities without Eric being in town, um, she asked that I take Nora to dance, and I was like, "Yeah, sure, not a problem." It's costume week, so I knew it was going to be a short uh, practice length but it was going to be a little chaotic with trying to get two girls changed and so we're sitting there the girls are acting a fool I'm trying to tell them to knock it off and to mine their own space Um, and so then the the dance instructor goes to like call everybody's names to come get their outfits and Nora gets called first and then a few other kids and then they go Carolyn and Literally the second the, that word left her mouth, Nora goes, It's Caroline <laughs> <laughs> And Caroline goes, Yeah, Caroline.
0: But it was <laughs> I like that
1: Caroline was less
0: bothered than it Nora. Was completely
1: less bothered than Nora.
0: Nora was pissed. The that's thing, so funny. It was, Get it right. It was, Don't disrespect oh her God. bestie like that. I know. Aww,
1: but yeah, it was great. good. So it was nice to see <laughs> Nora's for Caroline for completely
2: Arbitrary things. <laughs> that's so great
0: do you There's have some- a do you have a kid story you want to share
2: you know I because you you had told me about this part and I thought oh that's fun and I wanted it to be like of the moment you know I didn't want to like plan it so but there was this really funny event last night so I have three boys they're all different ages all very different Um, actually not different ages, two are twins, identical twins. So that's pretty funny. I just said all different ages. Um, (laughs) One of the twins is totally different than his brother. He's very like stoic and knows everything. Mm. And for some reason, these traits are strange to me. Like I don't come from people who are fairly stoic or know everything. So I'm always just curious about like, who is this kid so last night this is part of my partner praise my husband has decided he doesn't cook at all we're 43 he's decided he's going to take cooking lessons from me with one child a week so like it'll rotate who his cooking partner is so he they can learn how to cook so it's alexander the stoic's turn (laughs) <laughs> and we decide we're going to make, like, turkey meatballs. And so we go through the whole process. We mix everything. We make the meatballs. And so I'm complimenting. We sit down. It's delicious. I'm saying, this is a great meal. You did this. Like, you and Dad did this. And he says, well, I already knew how to do it. And I said, <laughs> you did? I mean, but you've never actually cooked with me, and you've never done this. He said, I know, but I just know. I just I just knew how to do it already. Like, okay, so you don't want me to praise you for having actually physically done it this time? No, I don't. I don't need that. I mean, I already know how to do everything. <laughs> like, okay, good luck okay. with that, my friend. Good <laughs> luck with that. <laughs> that sounds oh, like Caroline it. and
0: Nora. It yeah, does. I, I knew how to do this. Yeah, but nine times yeah. out of ten, they opt just not to do it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or when it's really important, they suddenly don't, they no longer know how to do it. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct.
0: I can't walk across the kitchen floor. Uh, oh, well, my, my
1: shoes go on my feet.
0: Yes. Oh, yes. Life is hard sometimes. It's hard. <laughs> but um, I love that idea. I, I do too. That's cooking. really nice. We don't, we already kind of split cooking. Eric enjoys mm-hmm. cooking. So that, mm-hmm. yeah, we split cooking too. Yeah, but that's a really nice sentiment at
2: all and so this has been kind of our like in figuring out how do we even things out one idea is you just pay someone to cook for you or you get all your meals delivered which was on the table yeah at least some meals delivered I was like we could do that or you guys could take over cooking one night I mean I still was Mm -hmm. there right I had to tell them what to do but it's nice to have the company and it's also just nice to know that they're learning this skill that okay if i'm out and you know i want dinner made like here's a recipe it's simple can you make this and that could happen you know yeah so yeah that is really nice yeah
0: Well, my partner prays, Eric is out of town this week, but I will just generally say, so he's in the military and sometimes things in the military are not as controllable as you want them to be and that doesn't make things easy and I am always just very inspired by his like resilience in that aspect because he always manages to like, sort of pivot you know when the answer is no not this thing he like is able to find something else that he really enjoys and i just admire that because pretty much every time i hear that story i think yeah i would have just bounced by now (laughs) 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 that that would not be how i would choose to like have my career Mm so that's gonna be my my thing. I really admire that quality about him and that, mm. um, he just, he enjoys the mission that he does. So I think mm-hmm. that's very lovely to see. Yeah, so, that's great. What about you? Uh, Jesse's
1: was his, uh, so he's a business analyst and one of the reports that he's been asked to put together lately, um, is just like not really possible. It's like one of those things where like the people on the top don't understand. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, I literally can't, like, there's no way to do (laughs) it. And so it's, it's been a point of frustration for him. And then his team um, over the last several weeks, really, um, trying to figure out how to get this information in a presentable way that is sustainable um, to him and his team's workflow. And, um, and that makes him very crappy, (laughs) but He's, he's been really good here lately when he's having, like, a moment. He's like, you know what? I'm not angry at you or the kids. I'm really frustrated at work, and I'm sorry for being crabby. He's, like, taking responsibility for, like, getting emotionally charged from work and then bringing that home. He works from home, so it's hard to kind of draw that fine yeah. line. with generally these outbursts happen around 530, which
0: weird when you're on. Right. <laughs> Everyone's at the end of their day. Yeah. Yeah, and
1: so he's just been really great here recently, like, just kind of taking some accountability to that and saying, you know what, like, this isn't, I'm really not that upset that Mm -hmm. that accidentally got spilled. Like, I'm just really frustrated at work. So being able to appreciate, I really appreciate him having the ability to apologize not only to me, but to the kids, too, and set that good example for them.
0: Mm -hmm. That's very nice. I love seeing that. I know. I know. Alrighty. So we're going to jump in today. I'm going to let Melissa kind of like tell a little bit about herself and what she does. But um, I have been working with Melissa as a mindset and energy coach for um, almost a year now, probably coming up this summer. Um, And she has all, she was kind of the one through my work that sort of like inspired this path that I'm on and then like subsequently was like, Angie, you should come with me. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, this is, this is it. Um, so Melissa, why don't you talk a little bit about what you do and then I will kind of like give context about what we're going to talk about today.
2: Yeah. Um, So just so you know, this is my least favorite thing ever is talking about (laughs) me. But uh, I think we all at some point feel that way. Like, no, no, let's talk about something else. Um, But, and thank you for that really nice intro. Really, what I help people do is find more joy. That's a very simplistic answer. um, But I think it comes down to wearing a different lens. It's like glasses, you know? And if you have dark colored glasses, everything you see is gonna be filtered through that color. It's gonna look dark. And if you just put on completely different colored lenses, everything looks different. Mm -hmm. And so that's the idea is, can we just switch out every, switch everything, right? Change out the lens so everything looks different. Um, And the process of that, part of it is understanding the role our body plays in that, in how we perceive our world, and then just our thoughts. And I think the part that excites me the most is when you realize how much power and agency you have over the thoughts that you think. Mm -hmm. You know, one of my favorite quotes is, don't believe everything you think. And I think we take for granted, like, I thought it, it's true. This is how I think. But really, that's just from a whole bunch of other inputs. And you don't have to think that way. And when you realize that you have power over how you can react, how you can perceive a situation, how you can see yourself, all of it, you're like, I don't have to see everything this way. Mm -hmm. So that's really what I do. I do it one-on-one. I have a group that I lead, um, retreats, um, a book that came out, a new podcast. So all those things are really just helping people feel power over how they feel and feel like they can change that.
0: Mm -hmm. So that is like a perfect explanation of why we asked her here today because – this is something that I think like as we think about the mental load that so many times like moms are struggling with, it really kind of like feeds in and we've talked we talked about this quite a bit in our first episode about how it ends up feeling like we are kind of misaligned personally sometimes it makes us feel misaligned professionally. It kind of like affects all these areas of our lives. and, what I kind of found to be really helpful and what I think people are looking for are really like, what can I do immediately? Like, it's nice to talk about big picture and like recognize that there's a lot of things that need to change, but also like I need to do something now to help make myself feel better. And I think one of the things that was really like um, a big revelation for me was that it doesn't necessarily have to start, like it can start with me. It can be inside work. And then I can start to bring in my husband and my kids and things like that. But really until like I was clear on what I needed to do or wanted to do, I think wanted to do was the bigger part of that picture of kind of like the excavation process. Um, It was really difficult to like convey that to my husband or my kids right? It really just came out as like angry verbal vomit about whatever was in front
1: of me. Rage is how we generally do that.
2: Yeah. And and then what happens is like everyone shuts down, right? Mm -hmm. You're talking and it's like Charlie Brown's teacher.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Sometimes I think the best thing to start with is don't talk as much. Like sometimes (laughs) we have to really stop talking as much yeah. because what's happening is we're getting increasingly more frustrated that nobody understands or is listening. And it's like setting us off even more. And so we have to step away a little bit and find some quiet time and we can go over what that looks like and some tools, but it definitely begins with mom stepping away finding a little bit of balance mm-hmm. and and then coming back in and having some conversations um, and I think another piece of this is it's all free <laughs> like yeah what that looks like doesn't have to be, well, I'm going to schedule this five-day silent retreat or, you know, like all of the, I'm gonna <laughs> that. I'm going to do this. But can, but can I
0: get a five-day silent you retreat? Can. That sounds delightful. You can do that. <laughs> However,
2: you don't have to, right? Everything yeah. we really need is at our disposal. Um, and, and so we have access to everything. It's just about prioritizing some of that time and stepping back and what does that look like in order to kind of reset the balance?
0: Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's kind of where you and I started in our journey together. And I think like, do you, sorry, I just thought about like, how do I frame this up right now? Mm -hmm. Um, One of the biggest things that I feel like you kind of talk about often is not like thinking your way out of Mm -hmm. a problem. And that was kind of one of the biggest um, steps I feel like I took. That's where I felt like everything kind of started to change. Do you want to walk us through like what that looks like, what that process kind of entails? Yeah, I
2: think so. One of the things I like to say is the problem and the solution don't live in the same zip code. And that's just something to stick on a post-it and have around, because as well-educated, you know, in- intelligent, right? Literate women, we're used to solving everything and pro con listing it out. And like, if I think hard enough, I'll get the answer. And we go down rabbit holes and, okay. and it's like, there's like steam coming out, right? Our gears are turning that hard and it it doesn't work (laughs) it doesn't work and i practice this all the time the reason i know it doesn't work is i tried it for so long (laughs) that's how i know it doesn't work um so knowing that when you're really stuck in the problem thinking more about it talking more about it is not going to offer the solution and I think it's about energy. I mean, that's my perspective. You can kind of see it through different lenses, but for me, it's about energy. The solution's over here and you're stuck in this problem and it's like the guidance and the answers and this aha moment of this is what I want to do. This is where I want to go. This is this is the answer is like totally unavailable to you. It's like a radio frequency, right? You're just on the wrong channel. Mm -hmm. So how do you actually do that? How do you quiet down your thoughts and say, all right, I'm going to stop. Well, it takes a lot of practice. It's just practice. It's just practice. And in the beginning, it's just realizing, oh, I'm doing it again. I'm like, okay, all right, I'm trying to think my way out. So what do you do? We, I mean, I'm a big proponent of meditation. I'm a big proponent of, you know, hugging your dog, of going outside, putting your feet in the grass, putting cold water on your wrists, humming, right? There's all sorts of ways to kind of shift yourself into a place where you don't feel like you're stuck or you can't breathe or you're becoming undone. And once you start to lighten, There'll be some guidance, some answer that starts to come in and you come up a little more and a little more and it's incremental. Um, So, so that's a long winded answer, but the realization that when you're thinking so hard, you're not going to get to the solution, I think is an important one for us to, you know, resonate with and and play around with. Mm. Yeah, I feel like thinking feels
1: actionable, but in that scenario, Mm -hmm. it's not. And so you feel like you're doing the right thing by thinking about it. And like, I know my own self, I am action item totally driven. And so that thinking gives me kind of that like uh, rebound of like, yes, you're doing something about it because you're thinking about it, but you're just spinning your wheels at that point.
2: Yeah. And usually getting further away from it because you're either thinking about how the problem started and you're getting angrier or you're going into future tripping with worry and overwhelm. Right. There's like two ends here. We either think about the past and we kind of get pissed off or we think about the future and, and we're worrying and worrying and like neither one of them is a good place to be. Right. right.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think Angie and I have in common that we are like warriors of stuff and things. Yes. So I think that's been, I think for me, that's kind of been like the biggest change is like not worrying through and like, and also not thinking through. I I think we're also both very similar in that regard where we're going to take some action here and we're going to think about lots of things. Yeah. And right, get often, shit done. Yeah, it Great. often backfires. The other thing too that I that I started doing that was really helpful when I needed to kind of get out of this space was like before I could even really articulate what I wanted, and this is sort of how I came to this because I feel like it was really hard for Eric and I to get on the same page about like how do things need to change when I couldn't even really explain or articulate well, like why I wanted them to change. Like there was sort of like the obvious, like I am angry and I am like constantly moving and I feel like you are constantly relaxing, (laughs) which of course is like not the truth, but that's the way it looked to me, you know? And so it really needed to like identify what was really important? Like what were my priorities? And then to be able to have that conversation and say like, Hey, this is like, this is why I find it really frustrating when I am, Mm. when I am in motion from the time I open my eyes until I go to sleep. Like, yes, it's physically and mentally exhausting, but like the bigger picture is that it's leaving me feel really kind of like unfulfilled. I'm not, thinking about or doing anything aside from, like, managing our lives and that Mm -hmm. even though it is a great privilege to me to be a mom and to be your partner, that's, like, not my whole identity. (laughs) It's not – I don't want to just, like, get to retirement age and be, like, cool. (laughs) 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 Yeah. I did some things. Yeah. I think. Yeah. There's
2: this, there's this amazing book I recently started reading. Um, it's a little bit dense and like, like the language is very flowery. So when I read a book like this, it's called The Book of Awakening. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's over 20 years old. But when I read a book like this, it's so poetically written that I'm like embarrassed that I wrote a book. I'm like, it's not even in the same like like category, like one would be in the children's section and what, you know, but that's not fair, but it's so beautiful. And one of the things the author Mark Nepo writes is he's talking about um, this, what you're saying is you're, we go through all these motions and we're so busy and the conversation we really want to be having is how do we remember who we really are, right? Like, why are we here? Like, what am I meant to do? This this purpose that lights us up. And sometimes it's getting over the shame and embarrassment that that's not just my kids. Mm. You know, like, yeah, I do love them, but that's not actually what I was put on this earth to do. I got to be honest with you. It's part of it, but not the only part of it. So he writes, I mean, oh my gosh, the writing is just, you got to read it. He writes, how do we remember who we really are? He says, slowness remembers and hurry forgets. Mm -hmm. Softness remembers and hardness forgets. Surrender remembers and fear forgets. And That resonates with me a lot because I do notice that when I slow down and I'm just a little softer to myself, to my kids, to my partner, to everyone, my mother, and I just let some of it go. I don't try to like have my, you know, grip the wheel with everything and try to force everything my way. And I just let the wheel go a little bit. I have this feeling of this is where I'm meant to be, Mm. right? It's a lightness. Um, And so I, I keep remembering that because, you know, we're all driven and we're all trying to build different things. And yet somehow we have to balance that drive with, it's okay. I can take my hands off the wheel a little bit.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say um, that was like probably the biggest and hardest lesson I think for me to learn was to just be like, "Cool, I can, I can be a little bit chill about life mm-hmm. instead of being so high strung about it."
1: It's hard. <laughs> it, it is hard to let it go.
0: It is. All right, friends, let's take a quick break to shout out some of me and Angie's favorite people and places. We don't have show sponsors or paid advertisers, but we do have a bunch of really supportive, amazing people in our lives that we think you should know about. The first is Our House Children's Learning Center. If you're in Papillion and you're looking for quality, affordable childcare, Angie and I both love Our House. It's where our kids met and the teachers foster a really fun, enriching learning environment. Plus, it has this homey feel where they really work to support and mirror what you are working on at home, which makes it feel like an extension of our families. Schedule a visit by reaching out on Facebook at Our House Children's Learning Center. I can't let this episode go by without giving Melissa a shout out. I know you're listening to her right now and I hope you love her as much as I do. She is an amazing force calming, grounding, just this joyful energy that she brings to your life. And she hosts a podcast called The Path to Joy, as well as a book also called The Path to Joy. So it's really easy to find her, but you can soak in all of the goodness and the energy that she brings and really use it to shift your perspective and see the world through a new lens. If you're looking for more purpose, to find better alignment in your life, to feel like you are fulfilled and joyful and content, check her out. MelissaBloom.life and the path to joy. All right. If you've been wanting to work on your fitness and your nutrition and your overall health, I cannot recommend Marcus at Thriving Lives Fitness enough. I've been working with him since November of 2022 and I just wanted my clothes to fit better. After three kids, I wanted that confidence back. And what I love about working with Marcus is that he treats me like a whole person, and I can work with him from anywhere. I don't just get a meal plan and some workouts to do at the gym and figure out on my own. I have a partner who keeps me accountable and helps me work through different issues like sleep, digestion, stress—all things that impact my fitness. My clothes fit better for sure, but most importantly, I feel like I've created a healthy lifestyle that can support me and my family long-term. All right, back to the show. One of my favorite ways that I kind of started doing this was through, and this was like this whole conversation is going to be things Melissa told me to do. Okay. There's no, yeah, there's like, Melissa's not going to be surprised by any of these things because it's literally like, I'm like,
2: Ooh, I got my pencil ready.
0: No, no, this is just, just your, your words, me saying them back. But I started doing this morning ritual and Mm. that was probably, it is like now one of my most favorite things to do. And it's kind of become, I've gotten to the point where it can be like – it's much more fluid than it used to be. Like I used to – so her suggestion was like instead of getting up in the morning and like the first thing that you're doing being starting on everybody else's stuff for the day, like what if you just had some quiet time where you did something that like you enjoyed? Not not anything like reading but really just like Relaxing. And mm-hmm. it's like mind blowing to think about starting your day doing nothing. Like nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, what is this concept? I don't understand. <laughs> and so I started getting up. And I mean, it was in the summertime. So it was like warm out and the sun came up a lot earlier. And so I'd sit on my front porch with a cup of tea and just like literally watch the sun come up. And it was maybe like 15 minutes, but it changed like the whole. Um, energy of my day because I was like, oh, I have, I have like poured into my own cup. I have done something mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I haven't overstimulated myself. I wasn't like reading or creating or listening to a podcast or those are all things I love doing. But it, like by intentionally sort of like stripping out the stimulation and just like being still and quiet, I was like, wow, This is a drastically different way for me to start my day.
1: I'm a huge proponent of that. I do a very similar thing where I wake up early and drink a cup of coffee. And even my kids know. Uh, Charlotte, just the other day, my oldest wanted to wake up early. And she goes, can you wake me up after your second cup of coffee? Because she knows (laughs) that the first one is 100% sacred.
2: Yeah. And I think it's also great that you're teaching them. Yeah. The Like that you carve out this time for yourself. I think that's great. I mean, one of my boys is also an early bird and he wanted me to wake him up early to like do some things in the morning. And I bought him this musical alarm clock. So it's not like horrible and blaring, but it's light music and he sets it. And I said, look, you have to set it because when you want to wake up is in the middle of my meditation time. And it's not negotiable, right? Mm-hmm. It's just not negotiable. I, I'm There's nothing that I can do, buddy. So he's like, okay, I'll do the alarm clock. And that works.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just it, like setting that sort of like boundary for yourself. And then that's where through that like quiet time, I felt like I was really able to be like, it sort of just like naturally kind of came into me where I was like, or occurred to me, where I was like, "Oh, these are the things that are really important to me," and so now I can go back to Eric and I can say, "Like, here's what's bothering me about our current setup, and like, here's here's why it bothers me." You know, like mm-hmm. I, it's really important. You know, as I was sitting there and I'm just like listening to the nature sounds and the highway, <laughs> but <laughs> listening. <laughs> Often I kind of like the ocean, <laughs> yeah, ocean. Right, yeah. yes. <laughs> I like that spin. That's how I'm gonna think of it from now on. I've secretly got beachfront property. Yes. Um, you know, but as I'm listening to like sort of our neighborhood wake up and I'm like watching, you know, the colors change in the sky, which is like one of my favorite things mm-hmm. to like look at and watch in nature, it occurred to me that I was like, oh, I really, like, I feel in this moment I have, like, so much creativity. I don't even know about what. I just have so much creativity. And then I was able to recognize, like, having time in my day to be creative, whether it's, like, art projects with the kids or my own projects or whatever. It was really important to me. And so actually, like, the mental load was keeping me from blocking off even just a small amount of time – to do that. And that was sort of what was, it wasn't so much that I was annoyed that I was doing all of those things. I mean, certainly I want help, but the bigger issue was, hey, I'm not getting this. And that is really important to me as a person. Like when I get this creative time, everybody here gets a better version of mom than like when I'm just like, oh, cool. I'd love I would love to remake that peanut butter and jelly sandwich because you fed it to the dog. Of course. Let me do that again. That is that is why I exist. (laughs) Yes. That's my sole purpose is to remake your snacks after you angrily feed them to the dog and realize you still do want them. (laughs) That's a three year old problem.
2: That's so funny.
1: (laughs) But it's so true. When like we can't, when we don't have time to fill our own cups, then we're constantly running on fumes. And that's not fair really to anybody at the end of the day, but
2: especially to ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's confusing. Like, how do we fill our cup? You know, I think we have some ideas of what that looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, but sometimes that's like, oh, I'll meet up with friends or I'll go to a yoga class or I'll get a massage, which is, could be great, but sometimes we have to get a little more creative. It's really being more alone, Mm -hmm. um, and kind of doing some exercises at home, some mental exercises at home, just in quiet alone. So I think there's a time for doing all those things, but I think a lot of it is, enjoying yourself and being alone and your thoughts, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't want the filling of your cup to be more running from you. Right. Yeah. I think there's a
1: vulnerability in being with yourself and it's hard Mm -hmm. to, I mean, I know like as Jesse and I decided to like, we were done having kids, like I was in my early thirties and I was just like, well shit, like I've been pregnant breastfeeding for 10 years now what do I what do you mean like what do I do now with myself Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. I think you I think moms in particular have this point in their in the process of their lives where they get to like almost rediscover themselves a little bit and Mm -hmm. who I am at 35 is vastly different than 25 and so being able to be vulnerable with yourself and get to kind of know yourself again I think is a really cool aspect and takes some like genuine effort and consciousness to be there with yourself and your own
0: thoughts, mm-hmm. and it's it looks different than like self care, right? Yes. Because yes. that's that's what I think this gets pigeonholed into sometimes. Is like, oh, if you want to like, you know, lighten your load a little bit, just um, you know take better care of yourself, like do some self-care activities, like check out for a day and don't do the right. stuff and the things that have to get done. But I feel like as we all know, it's like the, it's like on Mother's Day when like <laughs> your husband and your kids are like, don't do anything, right? Just sit down and relax, mom. And they insist the whole day. And so you do. Meanwhile, you're just sort of like looking around and you're like, okay, but <laughs> – Tomorrow we still have yeah. to go to school and yeah. none of you I mean, have <laughs> We have lives and
1: inevitably life can't stop. And so like, yeah. how do we find this balance of how can we just – I'm having a hard time articulating it, but we need to – we can't just take a break. It's not a break. It's like yeah. a whole like, – like you said, a lens and yeah. how we can – be more efficient and better at it.
2: Yeah, and yeah, I, and not. I think that idea of taking a break. It's funny. It's like, okay, let me let me get out of my life for a little bit, but then you still come back to it. You're, right. <laughs> like, you're still coming back to it. So so really the question is, how do I make it so that I wake up and, I, and my life, my everyday life, whether it's making a second peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you know, one for the dog and one for the three-year-old, like feels funny and feels enjoyable and something you want to do. And you're not kind of like holding your breath through the whole thing. I mean, Mm -hmm. we, we have to stop holding our breath until we get this day off or time off or time away Mm -hmm. that that's just not tenable.
0: Yeah. And I think when we just are sort of like holding our breath, waiting for that moment, like that's when we're, that's when we snap. And that's when I feel like the most unappreciated by everybody in my household Whereas when I think about and I plan for, here is some time for me to, like, start my day in a way that I want to start it. It feels like I – I mean, like, I am setting the tone for my day. I'm not letting my to-do list set the tone for my day because when I do that – and there – I mean, there are still mornings where, like, it happens. It's inevitable. And there is a definite noticeable shift in the energy, between those days and the days when I'm like, oh, I got up. I maybe stretched a little. Mm-hmm. I did whatever, sat on the porch, or I sat and I meditated. And so I think understanding like what your priorities are and then making sure that you build in time. And it is not, it is is non-negotiable. Yes. I think at one point my husband was like, oh, I should get up and join you. And I was like, you really shouldn't.
2: No. It's not a, it's not a partner it's Absolutely not partner work. Not. Sorry. It's not for us to do together.
0: Yep. Yeah. You are uninvited yeah. to this party. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. I think um there's another piece, you know, Angie, you brought up a great point that sometimes it's scary for us or uncomfortable mm. to be alone because really our thoughts do tend towards the negative. And so having quiet alone time almost feels like an invitation for our mind to kind of like, go through either go down rabbit holes or kind of go through these spinning cycles of worry. And um, so I think another piece to this is setting aside the time, and then really training your mind to what it's going to think about and what you're going to focus on. And sometimes I like the analogy of a lot of our problems or worry or concerns is like the pink and purple elephant in the room. And you can't take your eyes away from it. I mean, come on. It's like this massive pink and purple elephant. And only when you're like, okay, I know you're there, but I'm looking over here and I see some flowers. They're nice. And I see some chocolate. That's nice. And I see it's It's really challenging for us to do that, but it's saying, look, everything that I'm thinking about right now feels like it's stolen my attention. Like I have no choice, but to think it, it's this pink and purple elephant, but you do, and it's coming over here. So some of the things that I help clients with, or I talk about are, okay, name five things that you love right now. Like, don't give me that I'm grateful for my health and grateful for my <laughs> kids' health. I'm grateful. You know, like, I know you are. I know you're not a terrible person and that you are grateful for your health and your kids' health, but yeah. you're also, like, really loving that cup of coffee, right, yeah. or the cup of tea, and you're loving seeing the birds, and you love seeing the sun rise, and you love that you just got these really amazing slippers, and they're, like, soft and warm, and your toes feel good in them, and... I love that um, a good friend gave me a cup with my name on it. Like, I'm thrilled to drink from a monogram cup. I'm like, <laughs> yay, every time I drink from it. Like, these are really small things. Um, you know, finding the best pair of shoes, find, you know, when you get your kids signed up for summer camp and you're like, yes, <laughs> right? i figured it out the puzzle of the summer i figured it out like it's appreciating training your brain away from the pink and purple elephant mm-hmm. to these five things and they can be really dumb usually one of my top five is instacart and i feel like terrible <laughs> saying that but i cannot when it tells me that i've saved like a thousand hours i'm like Oh my God, I saved a thousand (laughs) hours. Like, I feel that. Like, I'm so grateful that someone is getting all my groceries and bringing them to my door. It never is lost on me. I am so, so appreciative, right? But it's just say, okay, what's my top five right now?
0: Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do that all the time. I feel like since now that I have like trained myself, it's like like this. This cup is my absolute like favorite cup, and literally every time I look at it, it like makes me very happy. Yeah, I think about the beach, and yeah, you have the you have the highway beach sound. I do now have you have the cup. <laughs> you're basically
1: there, Caitlin. I'm not I'm even basically sure why you're there. Spending money on I should
0: here. just refund my beach house vacation yes. because it turns out I already you like that one. You're already
1: there.
0: <laughs> you know, but it's it is like taking the time to be like, I'm going to deliberately like look for something else, then it becomes so much more second nature. Like I find myself like when I'm driving and stuff like that, even just to pick up the kids, I'll be like, oh my gosh, I noticed like the flowers on the tree on the corner. And like every time I drive by them now, I notice them and it just makes me smile a little bit. And like the more I noticed those moments throughout the day, the more I was also able to say like, oh, so my whole day isn't just focused on these other people. Like I do actually enjoy some things for myself as it yeah. turns
1: out. I feel like it's training yourself to have intentional thoughts instead of intrusive thoughts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: I like
1: that yeah, And
2: it's training. It is. I, so the three steps I say, it's awareness, practice, and compassion, and then repeat. Because as much as you practice the new thoughts, the old ones pop in, right? Because we've been on that train for, you know, 40 years for me at least. and So I have to be really nice to myself too, when I don't change the thought and I go down the rabbit hole, you know? Mm-hmm. But that's exactly what it is. It's practice and practice and practice and practice.
0: The other way that I really loved learning how to do this, that it was so simple. I had never thought of doing it. And once Melissa was like, you should try this. I was like, how did I not think of this myself? But it was like in the, in the in-between the in activities, I was always like, Oh, I'm I'm done with work and I'm done with the gym and so now I'm like on to pick up the kids and then once I pick them up I got this and this and this and this and this and this and so then by the time I walked into daycare to pick them up I was like let's go people like, you know I was yeah. like because clearly we have 500 things we have to do tonight and they're all for you so like I don't know why you're melting down right now except Willa Willa is like the most joyful
1: she really is the most joyful
0: little girl when you pick her up
1: my heart <laughs> yeah. is so happy when. She sees me and she goes, Hi.
0: Hey. I know. Oh. She really does like, she just exudes joy. Yeah. And so one day, Melissa was like, Well, why don't you just like, why don't you turn the radio off when you're driving? Like, so then as you are going, and again, it was like another moment to just like, I could be thinking about what I needed to do, but. I think part of, and what I didn't realize before, part of what made the mental load for me feel so overwhelming was like the constant noise. Mm -hmm. Like my kids are a wall of noise that literally never stops. And and then there's like the TV and there's work stuff and there's notifications and there's all Mm -hmm. of this like environmental stimulation. And so she was like, well, turn your radio off when you like, when you leave daycare so that- As you're driving to work, you can just focus on being, like, really intentional about what you're going to get done in your workday. And it made me feel really, like, 10 times more productive. And then, like, on the way to pick the kids up, like, I can be thinking about what we need to do, but it gives me, like, it's, like, this quiet time to be, like, okay. Now I am, like, mentally and emotionally prepared, Yeah. Or to drag Nora out of daycare. To drag Nora out of daycare. Every day, we're going to have a meltdown about why our things don't fit in our backpack and why I have to carry so much stuff, even though I'm the one who packed it that morning. And now I'm mentally prepared to be like, okay, let's repack our bag calmly. And now that our backpack is full, we only have one thing to walk out with. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's,
2: I think that's great. The idea of just curating your environment. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's another thing being, you know, you mentioned Angie, just being really intentional. Um, You don't have to, you know, people are, it's, you wouldn't believe how many times I get on a call and there's like the news blaring in the background. I'm like, that would drive me insane. Mm -hmm. But it's like everyone's so conditioned to it, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I'm not like totally against social media, that's fine. But I think it's, um, if we want to reclaim our mind and our time, it's thinking about like, everything that we just allow to kind of surround us in every way, all the noise, all the talking, all the people. Mm -hmm. And how do we really think about like, no, I got to protect me a little bit more.
0: Mm -hmm. I love this idea of curating our environment because Mm -hmm. I think sometimes part of like what feels so insurmountable about this is that like a lot of it is non-negotiable. It's non-negotiable that I feed my kids dinner. Right. (laughs) I mean, yeah. it turns out that they do require that daily. Right. (laughs) And, you know, it's non-negotiable that like, we go to bed at a reasonable time. Like we might be able to be flexible, you know, thirty minutes one way or the other. But like, I can't just let you stay up until eleven o'clock at right. night and then wake right. you up for school the next morning. Like
1: at my house, it's pants. The pants thing is the non-negotiable,
0: and it's-, <laughs> it's very difficult we, to we're get going on work to wear
2: with. pants. we just hard. we just are.
0: We are wearing yeah. pants today. <laughs> is that Caroline?
1: Oh, always. You know. <laughs> I mean, she was just like, just call me out of school. Because my argument back was, you you have to go to school and you have to wear pants at school. And she was like, call me out of school.
0: <laughs> call me out of school. I will take – challenge like, accepted.
1: <laughs> you no. Know.
0: Turns out it's non-negotiable that you go to school as well. School is
1: also
2: non-negotiable. Our yeah. I tell my fail. kids sometimes about school. I'm like, you know, they're going to arrest me if you just miss a bunch yeah. of school. Like, I actually get arrested yeah. And I think for a moment they thought about that. Like, would that be so bad? <laughs>
0: like, like is that really bad? I'm like, uh... <laughs> I might... Was this was this pre-cooking? Because then I feel like they weren't laying yeah, that totally out. That I... was it. It was like, well, we get takeout, you know? <laughs> there are ways to solve that. It's right. fine. <laughs> yes, yeah, so... I, this idea of, like, kind of curating and saying, like, here's what the non-negotiables are, but then everything else, like, outside of that does not have to get done. Mm-hmm. Like, I think once I kind of stopped putting the non-negotiable label on every single aspect of my day, there were things that I was like, okay, if the laundry sits in the laundry basket unfolded for another day – it might, it might annoy me. I could let it annoy me or I could just be like, that's not my priority today. Yeah. And so I mean, like it's, it's really just ultimately it wasn't about deciding like, I guess simplifying it to non-negotiable and not is maybe a little bit too like oversimplifying it, but it was more about like, how does this make me feel? Like mm-hmm. is the lawn, is the laundry being unfolded going to annoy me to the point where I can't like enjoy the rest of my day? Or is it more important to me to like play outside and Mm -hmm. do those things than it is to like fold the laundry? And some days the laundry is more important. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I I look at my kids and I go, no, I can't, I can't come outside and draw right now because I do need to like fold these clothes. I can't physically make it to my bed anymore. So, we just, like, <laughs> I am going right. to fold these clothes while you go play with chalk and I hope you enjoy that. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. So, I think we could go on forever about how we could do this, but curating our environment and really getting clear on what our priorities are so we can have the conversations and then we can build in ways to really like curate that environment. It's such a softer approach, I think, than like – and maybe this is surprising to people listening. I think some people are going to be like, well, I wanted a step-by-step guide. (laughs) I wanted you to tell me 10 things. I thought this was the manual. (laughs) I thought this was the manual. I thought you were solving the problem and I would leave today. Mm -hmm. And like (gasps) I'd have a checklist of things to do. But I think this like softer approach allows you to really just – tailor it and approach it with like some individuality and make it really kind of yours to own. Well,
1: that can be your checklist. Your checklist is a fine intentional time to be alone.
0: Yeah.
2: there,
1: There's your action item. There you go. That's your
2: action item. And I think one of the things you said, Caitlin, that is really the most critical part of all of this is really radically prioritizing how you feel. Mm -hmm. I think that's such a big part of this is we so often feel like our needs are like lowest on the totem pole. And so we never even ask the question, how do I feel? Do I like this? Right? It's just like, well, I have to do all this. And, and So we're not really paying attention to how we feel or prioritizing how we feel. And that's the only thing that's important. Mm
0: -hmm. And I think that gets lost a lot. Yeah. I think as moms we are trained to not really care how we feel or Mm -hmm. if we do to be like, yeah, but like the way that my household feels is more important. Mm -hmm. And so I think like recognizing, and that's why it goes beyond like, a massage or brunch with your friends. It's it's understanding and making space for the way that you feel and then curating your environment around that. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. Melissa, where can people find you if they want to connect and learn more?
2: Well, I have a podcast that I'd love people to check out. It's like five minutes, which for me is just about what I can handle in a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I recorded my own podcast to my own preference, which is like, that's all I can handle. Um, so the podcast is The Path to Joy, and I have a book with the same name. So go check it out. You can check it out, any app on Amazon, all of them. Thank Very you. Cool.
0: Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate thank it. You. Yes, thank you. All right. Thank you for
2: inviting me.
0: Bye, ladies. Bye. Have a great afternoon.
2: You too. Bye.